Hi, welcome to the Pop Culture Audit. This is our first episode. We are so excited to have you. Uh, The Pop Culture Audit is where we review reality TV and all things pop culture and talk about it through a contemporary and critical lens. I bet you're probably wondering what pop culture is. Um, Easy. We take a deep dive of the pop culture source material. In this case, this season, we are doing Keeping Up with the Kardashians season one. And today, you are so lucky to be here because we're doing episode one. We comb through it, highlight some of the cringy material, some of the historic moments of American history, and then talk about the pop culture discourse. If you are into that, you found the right place, and we love you and you have great taste. My name is Keela Johnson. Just call me Keela. Um, And I'm here with my friends. Friends, introduce yourself. Hello, I'm Jasmine. I'm super excited. This is Bryn. Friends and coworkers, too. Don't be shy. Multidisciplinary relationship. (laughs) Exactly. So can we talk a little bit like why, what made us do this? Okay. Well, so what, okay, so we can talk a little bit about it. So Brynn, let's do it. No, let's talk let's, about it. So one day we were all on a call and talking, just you know, pop culture talk as we do during business hours. And Bren mm-hmm. uh, mentioned that she was just starting to rewatch Keeping Up with the Kardashians season one all over again. Couldn't believe all of the things that they were able to get away with even back then. Because she like, had never seen it before. Yeah, it's not even a rewatch. New eyes. She's been living under a rock. New eyes. (laughs) Yes, and so we just really dove into it from just a critical aspect of like what what would that be like from this lens, from the more modern lens, looking back at that, and we're like, that's a podcast, and now here we are. That's a podcast. That's well, Keila, <laughs> tell the audit girls what we do, though, because that's also where we work together is relevant. So in oh, our yes. other life, we make money by working for a diversity firm called- So much money. <laughs> Nova Collective, which We're you rich. all should look us up online. And it's fantastic. And that work involves a lot of critical thinking. And it just so happened that three of us love being thinkers and- we love pop culture. And so it was born that we needed another relationship, which is to extend beyond coworkers and become podcast co-host. Largely, we just have a lot of notes on everything that people do and how they should do it better and different. And (laughs) whether it's a client that's paying us to have those notes or it's something that's just offered on TV, we got notes. We have a comment. That's true. So now we're going to share those notes with y'all. We're yep, we're auditing all of it, all of the pop culture, all of the card, all of everything. So, um, yeah, this is definitely the place to get in deep with all of that good stuff. So, I think we should talk a little bit about our lenses as we're coming into this, right? Because mm-hmm. folks can't see us or know some uh, salient things about us. So, just quickly, this is Bryn, and I'll share that I am a, a white woman, identify as a millennial-ish on the upper end of that millennial spectrum. So a lot of the newer pop cultures, I'm just entering this age where I'm like, what are the kids doing? And (laughs) trying to keep up, but definitely the Kardashian, the KCU was firmly in my like 20-hood. And so going back is a time warp 
in in many things. I'm a heterosexual woman, able-bodied, all kinds of identities. We'll talk about identity a lot, but um, those are some that are salient to me. It's true. And for me, I am also a millennial uh, and I'm also in the South. So then you'll hear a little bit of tidbits about that. I'm sure throughout my personality and all of that good stuff and uh, able body, heterosexual and single. Oh my God. So that'll also be a part of my, uh, my lens when I'm speaking a lot about pop culture and probably other aspects of life too. I love it. My name is Keela. I am a black woman. I live in Chicago. I am also a of Gen Z influence. Um, I am a pop culture historian, dare I say. I've been in the game for a while. And I'm just so honored to be here. Um, Other things that are important to me, I am heterosexual, I am partnered, and I have cats. Oh, and I'm Mm. I'm a leftist. So I think that comes up a lot, too, in how I view most things. Do you mean that you're left-handed? People are going to wonder what you <laughs> no, mean. I, mean I, was like, like, oh, is I she... am political, politically left. I am left-leaning. I don't know if I connect with a party per to say, but it's just it's left, and that is very important to me and like my values and how I observe culture. Because I, I still partake. To also say that too. Yeah, that's important. It's pretty um, left-leaning. This is not a Joe Rogan type of group. It's left-leaning, but I I'm want a little bit of a. I would say that I'm more. Uh-oh. A left-leaning moderate girl. <laughs> what? What? This is going to be an, an intervention. I, 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 waited, I waited till we got to the podcast. This is news to, to you, readers, my... and it's yeah. news to us. <laughs> Audit girls. This is Audit girls. This is a reveal. <laughs> I said I'm leaving it all on the dance floor, saving it all um, for said, this. Um, oh yeah, and I also forgot to say, this is Jasmine. I'm also a black woman as well. <laughs> So you could tell by your spirit. It's fine. They can tell. <laughs> I guess, girl. <laughs> All right, let's dive into wow. this episode. We're gonna circle friend. back to this. I'm gonna need a process. Yeah, that, yeah, that was literally so. <laughs> that was a real bomb. <laughs> but let's do. Yeah, let's get to what the auto girls are looking for, which is a recap and a note session on keeping up with the Kardashians, season one, episode one. This episode is titled, I'm Watching You. It's 21 minutes long, which I do think is relevant as we get further into the KCU because they get longer. This is a bite-sized episode to start us off. I'm going to recap the episode. I have obviously some of my own point of view in here, but this these are the... These are the things that happened in this episode, this very first inaugural episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. The first sentence uttered in the KCU is, I am starving from Kim. And Chloe responding, don't you have a photo shoot tomorrow? Stop eating. Wow. And if, I mean, open and shut, right? We're here. We're firmly planted. Then there's a really awkward and cheeseball intro. And we come right into the episode where Caitlyn, Jenner, and Chris Jenner are planning a 16-year anniversary party. I find it odd, I'm just going to say this, to plan a 16-year anniversary party that feels like a very random year (laughs) to be celebrating with such gusto, but we're going with it. I thought maybe 20. No, it's 16. Mm. There's a really staged conversation where Tyra Banks, because her place and time, Tyra Banks has her own show. What a memory. very popular. Mm. What a memory. Tyra Banks wants Kim on her show. 
but she's going to want to talk to Kim about the tape. Mm. What tape, says anyone who doesn't know. And they'll show, say her sex tape, which they show the cover of and promote pretty heavily <laughs> throughout the show while also pretending like they want it to go away. Yes. Kim is wearing <laughs> a red silk shirt with a neck bow. Kim considers herself to be a clothing store owner and wardrobe stylist. That's how she identifies her profession. Then we meet Scott Disick. So we're meeting a lot of people. Uh, Courtney's boyfriend. He's there. Chloe introduces us to Dash. It's a high fashion boutique. Scott is a Gemini. Chris says she knows Scott is cheating on Courtney apropos of nothing. Yes. Caitlin gets a haircut and acts misogynistic. Chris and Courtney go wine tasting and immediately start drinking tequila. And then they move on to whiskey, which Chris says she has never had before. (laughs) For those who don't know, Chris is the mom. So we should say Chris is the mom. Caitlin is her partner in this and the other parent of two of the children. And then there's all these other folks that we'll be introducing you to. Yes. Well, they'll, they'll start to come to life. Okay. Now they're at the party. 16th anniversary party has started. Chris and, and Courtney are very drunk and Kim is wearing Chloe's dress. That's a plot point. <laughs> Someone is at the party oh who created the pussycat dolls. And then also Kim got her mom and Caitlin a stripper pole for her birthday. Mm. Kylie, the tween, dances on the stripper pole. There's a speech. Chris and Caitlin met on a blind date and got married five months later. Chris confronts Scott Disick, the Gemini. He's only 24. He promises to never hurt Courtney. Kim and (laughs) Chloe prep for the Tyra show and her first ever TV interview. Kendall and Kylie make drinks at the bar. This looks like it's shot from a home video. (laughs) Kim is in New York with her best friend, Brittany, for the Tyra show. She can't decide what to wear. She ends up going with another silk shirt with a bow at the neck. Chris calls Courtney outside to tell her about Scott cheating on her. And Courtney says, duh, she already knew about it. What a relief. Kim's interview is over. She'll never have to talk about the sex tape ever again. Chloe says, wait till you see Caitlin's sex tape. And then we're at the end. And that is episode one. Season one, episode one of Keeping Up with the Kardashians entitled, I'm Watching You, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. So I'd love to hear you all's notes. That was so thorough. Kayla, why don't you kick it off? Okay. There's... So much here, Um, but I'm going to start with something that stood out to me. Robin Anton, the woman who created the Pussycat Dolls, or dare I say PCD, was at the anniversary party. It is unclear her purpose for being there or if they're even really friends. And she shows Kim a few moves on the anniversary gift stripper pole that they gave to the parents. And then Kylie comes in and then Caitlin carries Kylie away because this is just too much to observe. I, this moment, this readers is American history because (laughs) if you grew up in this time of American pop culture, it was like the horniest era. There were all these jokes about sex, sexy screen print t-shirts. PCD is literally an unnecessarily sexy band. Like the outfits didn't really make (laughs) sense. The songs didn't really make sense. Like 
It was I loved their songs back then. What stick it with was you? Wild. When I grow up, none of this. It's just it's iconic. It's iconic. And so my audit is: I really do think this moment is foreshadowing for the ways that the Kardashian-Jenner empire is about to dominate the culture of sex in mainstream American pop culture, leading all the way up from like to Kim and the Met Gala and the wet body dress, which is like, this is all essay material readers. But my, the most important like peak moment was Robin Anton appearing out of nowhere and showing Kim while at an anniversary party how to do a pole routine. Very, very random. I loved it. It was, it was a lot of randomness. They yeah. didn't have like that formula yet. No, and no cinematography. This is also a time, none. Filters. No filters. We are seeing skin. We are seeing none bronzer. At all. We are seeing God, the early aughts contour. It was, it was raw. It was raw. All of that dark eye makeup. Yes. I will say that this is the time where reality shows were really, really at the, we understood that this was a money-making machine by then. So we had like the flavor of loves earlier, you know, like a few years before this and all of that, um, making people stars. And then we had, of course, um, with what was it with Paris Hilton and, and the the simple life, which is also Osborne classic. Yeah. And so we have all these shows. And so everyone's understanding at this point, this is number one, a money-making machine. And if you want to be in Hollywood in a specific crowd that was forming around that time, this is how you get in there. And so you can just almost, and I wrote here in my notes, feel the thirst through the screen. The precipice. (laughs) You can feel that you're on like the top of a roller coaster of a journey. And maybe some of it is because we know what we know now. We've seen the rise as a study, as a student. I kind of felt that then. Yeah. I, I will say, I remember feeling that then. I'm like, who are these Kardashian people? Why are they sounding like, you know, Paris Hilton? I, you know what I mean? Like, I, I felt that then, mm. but I couldn't look away because I'm like, you just kind of, yeah. So you're just like, okay, what is this? I'm, I'm a reality TV watcher. So what is this? History. And I, I will say, um, the watching all of the makeup because I am a makeup girl and and seeing how <laughs> we've evolved and 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 that dark eye makeup smoky eye had girls in a grip smoky eye it she had I know a it's called smoky eye I'm she gonna go I'm gonna call it dark eye okay. because there was nothing smoky okay. I mean it was dark you- okay <laughs> it was a mess and a half and I. <laughs> I just, I, it was so distracting. That's a part of my, uh, my audible moment. Let's just get into it. Okay. It has a lot to do with, well, the look. Okay. Right. Which and so particular look all let's talk about it. Okay. Junk in the trunk apparently was an insult. Allegedly. When Can you believe. Okay. We've come so makeup, far. Obviously it was an absolute nightmare. Okay. And then my first note here is OMG, their original faces, exclamation. <laughs> you know, okay, I had this and I was like, I'm going to save this zoom in, but we're getting first edition nose. We're getting early yes. iteration titties. We are getting absolutely hips relatively unaltered. Yes. And we're getting skin. I did notice, I noticed the skin texture. We were getting skin. 
Yes. Great. Um, I did say Courtney looks the, the most the same. I, she you does. Know, that was like one thing that obviously stands out. Um, and then I also have here, Kim looks just like North. The oh. first iteration that we were introduced to looks so similar to Northwest today. Um, because oftentimes when they're taking pictures, I have to remind myself that she, her kids look like her for real, like the genetic part of her and not the modified part of her. Mm. And so I was like, oh my gosh, that's what North is going to look like when she gets older. That was a really wholesome audit point. You like brought in some biology. It was a comment yeah. on the look. <laughs> okay. Well, I have I, to, I couldn't, I, go just... on, I have to ask you and Bryn, Smokey Eye. Were you part of it? You were not. I was a part of the smoky eye. eye. I was not a part of the dark eye, oh. and that's what I'm referring to it as. So yes, and she went on record. You eye. saw someone with my skin tone do a dark eye. If you would <laughs> call the police. He's giving Beetlejuice. Call the police. <laughs> call the police. There is yeah. a crackhead who's been hit <laughs> at this party. <laughs> Exactly. Smoky exactly what's going on. No. Yeah. No. I was a part. Were you, Keila? No. I couldn't wear makeup at this time. Like I wasn't. Oh, yeah. It would be – there were years until my liberation were upon us. How but, old How old were you during this time? Let's talk about that because that's relevant okay. too. Jasmine and Reader. Roughly like 2008. Okay. Let me do the math because that is not my strength. 23. Minus. Oh my gosh. How old were you, Brian? I was 15. I think I was. What? Oh my gosh. In 2000. We're revealing baby. my age to <laughs> You little young baby. I think I was, let's see, 2008. I was. I was 26. 22. Okay, so both of you could go to Mac and whatever. Oh, I we was were at wearing, Mac. and you were like, that's exactly who where we were. I'm Mac screaming! In I that love time. that. That's the girl I wanted to be. I was like, I cannot wait to grow up and wear a smoky eyeshadow. And that was an silk era. Silk tops. The, the t- yes. Going back to the pussycat dolls era of the fashion was arrest, arrest. It was like boots and shorts. It yes. was like not even cropped, but like bling. Like lots of unnecessary lots of ugly bling. bling. The bling. Yes. It was the screen print shirt. So that's my that is my note about like the the I was, I was just so taken aback by it. And also <laughs> exclamation points are after this. Blackberries exclamation <gasps> points exclamation. Yes. I was like, oh my gosh, yes. I never owned one. I did have a BlackBerry. <gasps> Tell us. Two thousand eight. Tell us. Oh, I did have a BlackBerry. Cool what color? People. It was black. Cheek. <laughs> they came in different colors. <laughs> black. Okay. No, I mean, I had a black one, and but this is before texting still, right? Like, I didn't get on texting for a long time. I wow. thought it was so silly. Like, why wouldn't I just call someone? <laughs> but the way I would pull out my BlackBerry and be like, let me send an email wow. to someone. Oh, I thought it was, everyone was the business. Yeah. What about BBM? Yeah. Or BBMs? Yeah. Wasn't it BBMs? BBMing BlackBerry Messenger readers. Mm-hmm. No. You weren't? We're that was the cool. know about this. That was like the cool, that was like the cool, that was the way. like text adjacent mm-hmm. type of thing. That's why you got a Blackberry back then. No. And you could but match see, with y'all, other also, I was right on the cusp. I wasn't allowed to have a cell phone in high school. My friend had a pager and I thought that was amazing. Mm-hmm. I didn't get a cell phone until after college. So wow. I got 
Got left behind. Off the grid. No, but that might be. I had a cell phone in high school. I had to argue for a cell phone in high school. I didn't get it till later on. But I I think. shared a cell phone. Wait, that's the streets, not share. (laughs) I would rather not have a phone than share with my sister. That was going to be a no for me. (laughs) It's not like we had texting back then. It was just a phone. So. When I got my car, my parents were like, go get the, the it was the cell phone. Go oh, get no. the cell phone from oh, no. your, you know, your sister or whatever. So that's, no. that was my cell phone experience. A mess. A mess. We would have been fighting. No. We were. We were fighting. <laughs> <laughs> we were fighting. I think um, your point leads so well into my next audit about Dash and boutique stores we don't boutique in the same way anymore. Like there are still boutique stores, but the way that particularly LA based boutiques like Dash and what Kitson had. This, oh, like, yes. Do you remember Kitson. this grip oh, yes. on us? So Dash yes. being brick and mortar was like, I, I can't even explain how iconic. And the way that they introduced Dash is like a high-end women's boutique. We just don't boutique like this shout out to Real Housewives New Jersey. We don't boutique like that. Boutiques were the event. Like people were going to the boutique. Or Kyle to get- by Aileen too or whatever. Yes, yes. they were getting store. the news. They were having confrontations. They were doing business. The boutique is – commerce is, is just not the same. We're just not there anymore. <clears throat> no. um, but at the boutique, which was the scene of many of the dialogue, we found out that Scott is a Gemini, which is very important because we are moon people. So we'll come back to that. Um, but Scott is also wearing something that masculine fashion doesn't give us anymore. A deck of Ooh. cards print board shorts. When was the last time you've seen a board short? Uh, you know, those hoochie daddy shorts have taken over. They have. Mm, that is the dominant so narrative. I have not, yeah, so I haven't. Listen, I could go on and on about that. Another episode. They've taken content. over, right? We mm-hmm. can't have anything as women. <laughs> they need to be in these short shorts now. What, oh, my God. Anyways, mm. I haven't seen – no, I haven't seen a board short in a long time. And a bold print board short. Like this True. had the symbols on it. And I think it's, again, foreshadowing of that men – the early men were doing this like quirky, colorful type of thing. And as we get further into the seasons, like Lamar, um, the other man who played basketball, what was his name? She, Chris, Kim was married to him for a minute. Chris. Oh, Chris. What do you mean the other man, didn't Chris? They have like this outlandish, like iconic style. And then we get to the Kanye era and the whole family, like, Aesthetic. They've never been the same. Changes. Yeah. They've and even never Travis been Scott the same. is like a fashion icon in his own right. Oh, that's true. And yeah. like we are just so far in an era where like the men in the KCU have such unique style that like guides culture, like guides streetwear, guides high fashion. And back then it was like just Scott and some board short showing up at Dash. Who we have to acknowledge what we know now. Scott Disick and his board shorts owns a, an apparel brand now. That's right. As presumably <laughs> his main source of income. So yeah. the fact this is and not we'll a sponsored this, ad. We just had to say again no, and again. But- it's talentless.com. 
I do have some. <laughs> I have some pants from there. They're really nice. You what? You've been holding out on us. I didn't know you had those. Oh, we were supposed to all be wearing our skims today. We'll get back to that. We'll have to, to do it another episode. But we'll have to do it Yo, again. Stop. There, there's, there, there's some branded content in this podcast. But we'll come back to this again and again because we, we look – I can't divorce the pre-Kanye, post-Kanye KCU mm. and the fact yeah. that – to your point about them being so thirsty in this episode and just how every ounce of energy is clearly invested in them being famous no matter what the cost and then to see where they get. And the fact that Kanye West does not get royalty payments from this family is a business crime. And I'm not – I'm not here supporting billionaire empathy oh, in this oh, moment. Yeah, billionaire empathy. That. I'm Definitely just, this not is my more moderate self. Stop it. Influenced by Jasmine. Oh, now I'm, now I'm, I'm the, the one. <laughs> I'm signing off. Um, but yeah, no, I agree. There's definitely a pre and post, and maybe we'll even refer <laughs> refer to it as that. Um, the BK. Throughout, because it's so different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, I will say, like, you know, look in all of the original face, but the dynamic is the same. Yes. So I yes. think that was one of the things too. That's my next uh, audible point was uh, about speaking about how how the mother, <laughs> Chris, the momager, mm-hmm. the dynamic between all of them and how she has always wanted to be one of the girls. That was just so evident that she wanted to be the cool mom, you know, from the start. We're watching her and Courtney get drunk in the middle of the day, and she allegedly has never, never drank whiskey or whatever in her life. As they're going to buy wine, I love how this. They're like, yeah, just sample all these. Took a turn, (laughs) and now that would be me, though. Yeah, no, that would definitely be me. I'd be like, what's this wine, Kila? You have going on. I'll take six bottles of red. (laughs) Exactly. So, um, just seeing her, you know, being one of the girls and. it was just an interesting dynamic and, and how it's exactly the same. That's mm. the thing. The faces, the bodies have changed. The cars, the houses have changed. The, the clothes have level. changed, but their yeah. dynamic is the same. Yeah. Yeah. To close up the dash moment, when Scott is talking to Courtney outside of dash, which <laughs> – they're talking through the window. Chris is leaning over the mannequin, trying to watch them and like hear their conversation. And that just made me laugh. Not to get into like the therapy of it all, but if you're thinking about like family systems therapy, there's so many ways that this family alternates the role that each child serves. And I can see why Chris would want to be in cahoots with her daughters. Like they have this really mm-hmm connected relationship even when they're arguing they're always connected and now they're all adults she would feel I I think it's I can see why she would feel left out of that that dynamic dynamic and want to be in it yeah because they're just always Mm -hmm. together and out about and they also all live together at this moment speaking of family systems they all live in the house together or even if they don't live they have their bedrooms Yeah. Okay, because I was like, do they live there or do they all have their separate apartments? I think the Kent or Chris's house was just a central filming location. Yes, because some the of the time. sisters do, but they spent so much time in this house, like coming to dinner and just hanging, hanging out. out and spending mm-hmm. time with Kendall and Kylie and babysitting. I don't want to get too far into that season, but 
Mm-hmm. Lots of foreshadowing of interesting things. Okay, what else were you auditing, Jasmine? <clears throat> I was also looking at how um, later years I tend to be a Scott Disick sympathizer for some reason in okay. certain um, areas. Not, we'll get to that much later. But this is the start, right, of seeing Courtney and him and watching her saying, we have communication. I already knew about that. And already starting with some salacious activity. Mm. Um, And so just with that, you know, just seeing how that is one of those things where it's like, we're fine. But Chris had already sensed, like, this is going to be... This is going to be tough for you. You know what I mean? And yeah. so just watching that unfold, like you're on you're on your way for a long, long ride. So I, it just was interesting to watch the dynamics between the two of them. What do you think about that? Their relationship was so new and they had so, so much life is about to come. I was thinking about how Courtney, Courtney is a lover. She just wants to be in love yeah, and like loved. Is. And I- I empathize with that. Like, who doesn't want that? And she, they want to make out at dinner and just like be really. I mean, that was a bit much. It was a bit I much. It's not my house, but she's just a lover. And I think it's interesting that there's so much to come between Scott and Courtney, and so much of Scott's life. This is a, a preview for your Brent for you, Brent is about to be presented to us. Uh, His parents are older and their health decline and some substance abuse issues. Like there are a lot of things that will happen to the two of them as a couple and individually that we see. I go in and out with Scott. Same. It's it's all over the place. He sends me on the same ride he sends Courtney on throughout (laughs) throughout the series. And I'm just all over the place. Do I love him? Do I hate him? Why are you doing this to us? Like I'm there with her. And so it's just an interesting uh relationship as a viewer watching him and even his growth and why why he's the way he is and all of that watching that it's going to be really really fascinating um and then when you said that Courtney was a lover it just made me think about her today yeah. making out She's at a lover. the table again mm-hmm. you know um the same dynamic that's just her and and that didn't even occur to me until you just said that she's a lover Total. Total lover. And with that. One thing I'm going to be – well, one thing I'm going to be watching out for, just because hearing you all talk about Scott is sort of making me reflect on this first episode, what I saw, and what I know to be true present day. And mm. Scott is consistent. Scott's there day one, and we know Scott's still a part of whatever is happening in the KCU now. And I'm intrigued by – even at the party – how white the Kardashians are and how white adjacent the whole family is and how if you – let's look at their party from social media at this last party and how that has evolved for them in their own aesthetic and their friend groups and who they choose to highlight their relationships with Um, and then thinking like who was there on day one and then what – in what ways are they – specifically, I guess, snatching from blackness in in their aesthetic and in their curation of social media. Wow, that's such a valid point. Was there even a black person at that party? I can't say in confidence 
I don't know. So I will say this. Not that it matters because all the guest lists are always merged. It was Caitlin and Chris's party. I do think, according to lore, that maybe the twins were friends at that time. But I think Lala. That's true. They've always been there. Lala and The Malik is a consistent. For the sure. Is. Yes. Is a uh-huh. friend. But wasn't always filmed. I don't – we'd have to check the dates, but I don't know if the um, Black China has entered the scene yet. I think they're friends on the peripheral. I would be interested in a bigger commentary on race of – you all feel free to tune in with this theory because it's loose. I'm working it out as I verbally say it. But there are times in which blackness is very cool in culture, and I feel like during this time of pop culture, blackness wasn't necessarily in. Like we were it was getting not the Laguna cool. Beach of it. We were like no. white people were still tanning obsessively. Like this was a very white dominant. White is cool pop culture, and I'm era. sure we could maybe like mm-hmm. look off Billboard 100 and see like the singles by artist and who's in the music video. But being white was clout at this time. Yes, and I think it's bronze. When you yes. said bronzer, I'm like, we because we've gone beyond bronzer now. They're they are straight We're up gone. in blackface. We're at some gone. Points, We're gone. But this right. is bronzer era. <laughs> this yeah. was. And I also wonder because you're right; they do have authentic relationships in that time, as we know. And is this the sort of direction of the production company who's like, here's who we're going to feature here. Like Scott's in. We don't need these friends. This friend is in. Like who's getting the camera time? And is that their choice or more likely the production company choice of what they're trying to portray? Because as we we believe, this is meant to actually be like Caitlin was the draw in the beginning. To yes. this show, the, the right? real the most star famous at the person. time, the yeah, star, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, like, who, what audience are they going for? And then, what audience ends up following along is just mm. a very interesting thing to watch. That's yes, and point. and that's such a. Those are great, great points. And I forgot that was a white pop culture era. It's the Britney Spears of it all, the Christina Cocaine Aguilera, chic, the skinny low rider, very skinny jeans. low riding. Yes. It was all it was, that hip um, bones and narrow and angular. If you yeah. could just think Junk of in the trunk. Yeah. Like that's and so that's funny why it was that an was insult. Negative. Yeah. That was a negative. Right. Yep. And so, um, and I was looking at Chloe's body and I was like, Oh, she always had a nice body, you know, but we'll get into her stuff with her body at her other time times. Will come. But yeah, yes. it was a very white era. They definitely seem like a white family. And it's interesting. There was no, from what I can recall, there was no Armenian talk necessarily the first season. Hmm. Um, we'll but see. We'll, we'll keep an to, eye out for it. Yeah. yeah. yeah I, don't, I can't remember because I almost feel like that was used as a defense to like, mm, you know, when do they how, pull that out? Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to keep our eyes peeled for that. The original yep. billing they was even very show Tyra. Yes. Well, I also yeah. think Tyra I... probably didn't let them have the rights to the footage. Like that's something I always think when we have reality shows of like, if you get the footage, that means that the channel, the show, like all of the editors were willing to hand it over. The show was so new. I bet Tyra was like, "We're not giving you." She's like, what is this show? Yeah, you're not it's getting not clips to this. I think it's interesting that the show was billed as like, even the the opening is like, we're just a normal family who lives in LA. Like, there, it's very 
we're palatable to everyone. Like we're just a regular family, just like you. The anti, the anti Paris Hilton. We're not yeah. the bling. We're not the rich. We're not. We're just regular people living our lives, doing our best, just running this high fashion boutique that everyone knows about in, in Calabasas. Yeah, we're very popular, yeah. but we're normal. Yeah, yeah, popular but normal. Well, Working. those days yeah. are long gone. Gone, gone, <laughs> those are gone, gone. gone. Bren, I have yeah. to ask, what is the most important thing that you learned? from episode one as you begin your KCU journey? That's such a good question. We will quiz you after. I, yeah, it's a good, I feel like I learned what they want. I think the most important thing I learned is not, I mean, obviously we know, especially in the early beginning of a show like this, it's all so produced and like so set up and Tyra wants you on your show. Like it's all so fake. Uh, even if the things are actually happening, the like setups are also fake. So the phoniness makes me really uncomfortable. Hmm. But Jasmine's very salient point, the thirst is so real. And you can so see what they want from all of this and what they want to portray and their motivations. And so it's, it is knowing where they are now and what I'm eager to watch unfold is they get what they think they want. Yeah. And oh, they got point. it all right. Even more. I, I, yeah. And yeah, they, yeah, they are these people. They... <laughs> even you talk about physically and aesthetically, like this is version one. Personality wise, values wise, they are still these people underneath whatever layers they have put on. Mm. This is like the most stripped down we see them in some ways, even though it's so fake and phony. And it is, I, I can't imagine any of them would go back and watch this. I feel like you would you couldn't pay them enough to because I I feel like they've probably just blocked this version of themselves out of their oh, own minds. And it's just embarrassing to know that that version exists when you have what you have today. Oh, I mean, and you're trying like to act now. as if it's natural about like remember MySpace? Like years ago, I was like, let me go delete this account so that no one ever Oh gosh, I need to make a I'm note so of that. I need to delete my space. I, it might be gone for you. I don't know if the website. I don't even know how to get in there. Is it? Oh. I don't even know if it, it could be defunct. Who knows? But like, I don't even want people to know that. Like, I've archived some pictures on my Instagram because I'm like, I don't think people need to know her. Same. There's about 80 archived photos yeah. on Instagram that I'm like, absolutely, absolutely not. not. So what I was get, I, I thinking and what was I wearing? Yeah, I feel that empathy of just watching your younger self, especially in our increasingly internet online existence. I only want people to know me as like my best updated version. I don't want to re- so I don't even want to revisit 08 me. I don't think you all should be able to. <laughs> But we, we're still going to tear them up, right? Oh, we're absolutely. Yeah. We're still sure. here. We're still sure. here. Sure. We're still here. Absolutely. 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 Well, and I think, like, just to tie it back to um, why this is so important as we're wrapping this first uh, episode up, um, it's just that because this particular, we decided to start with the Kardashians to review their seasons because. They are so polarizing and have made arguably the biggest stamp on pop culture in almost every single way. And 
it cannot be examined enough. And so that's why we're here. Um, and so that's also why we decided to start with them. Um, and I'm sure we'll, we're pop culture girls, Keela and I are. And then that that critical lens comes through in the best way through brand. And so you'll get to hear so many different um, opinions about all of this moving forward. But yeah, starting with them just felt like the right thing to do. So stay tuned for episode two. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye, reader. Bye-bye, audit girls.